The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. I don't quite know what words I have for this. Um, Margaret, you have been through, in the last month, you have been through every parent's worst nightmare. My, my sincere condolences and the condolences of everybody here on the loss of your son. Good morning. Thank you very much, Peter. Good morning. Tell me what happened to, to David. Um, well, I guess everything kind of went downhill, PJ, when we lost our home 10 months ago. So we're currently homeless. Okay. Uh, and myself and my four boys, David was the oldest. He was over 18 years old, so he couldn't come and live with us. Right. So myself and my four boys live here in Edel House. Okay. Which I must say, they've been absolutely amazing since day one. But um, anyhow, David was actually born with a near infection. Right. And he had problems right up through all of his childhood with re recurrent ear infections constantly. Okay. And um, he went through quite a rough time of it. And going back about, give or take, about six, seven years ago, he went for quite a big operation on his right ear. Hmm. Did the doctors tell him what the problem was, tell you what the problem was? It was just a, a constant build-up of fluid, constant ear infections. Okay. And he just happened to be, just as I said, he was just unlucky enough to be born with an ear infection, which was very rare. Yes, yes. But anyhow, that continued for years. So, um, fast forward a few years, we had lost our home due to the landlord selling our home. We were there for 12 years. So David was seven years old when we first moved in there. So it was home, home to David. That's know? where he grew up, yeah. That's where he was reared and he grew up, yeah. In Wilton and well, basically Toker, as he would refer to it as, you know. Um, everything just went downhill after that. He's held. He never, we never lived in a caravan our whole life, any of us. We've always been settled travelers and we've always lived in a house but when we became homeless as I said David couldn't come in to a dead house with us because of his age he had to he had to fend for himself yes mm. so then there was some friends of his that he got a caravan from okay and he lived in a caravan was he living there on his own? On his own, in the caravan. Okay. I mean, you'd see him regularly enough, would you? Every day. Okay. Every single day, sometimes twice a day. I'd always make sure, Peter, that he was, um, his clothes were washed and dried and 
body was fed. Yeah. You know, just being a mommy to them, really. Of course. Um, David played a huge role in our life because myself and my now ex-husband, we split up seven years ago. Mm-hmm. So, um, David was really kind of the father figure to his brothers. Okay. He was the oldest. So, all of his brothers looked up to him. He was, um, he wasn't just my son, PJ. He was my best friend. Yeah. We had a very unique bond. What, what happened to him, Margaret? What happened was, PJ, in March he met a girl. He was still in the caravan at this stage. Himself and this girl, this was just up out of the blue. And both of them decided to turn off and get married. Okay. Rosalina is her name, a lovely girl. So then she came to live with David in the caravan. But then they decided to move down to Ennis Diamond and County Clare. Like I'm originally from Ennis, County okay. Clare myself. Okay. They both decided to move down to Arpeja until they could find proper accommodation. And they were staying with Rosalina's family. So he started um, feeling sick. And... Um, but he was, he was really stubborn, really stubborn. Like when he'd say no, it was no. Yeah. You know? He was a type of person, like. But anyhow, Pedro, he, he, wasn't, he wasn't improving after a week. So I said, okay. I picked up my phone. I got the air code of where he was. And I had actually sent an ambulance. The ambulance brought him from there to... Galway University Hospital mm-hmm. and he walked out um, at 2 o'clock in the morning he, he didn't want to be seen but before this a few days before this Rosalina's family had um, brought him to a doctor and he was diagnosed with an ear infection and a throat infection okay. and he was given some he was given some antibiotics and about three days into the course of antibiotics, he wasn't getting better. Mm. So, um, I can't even remember what morning it was, PJ. I think it was on a Thursday morning. Yeah, it actually was. It was a Thursday morning. I got into my car with three of my other kids, and we drove down. But um, as I just came out of Venice, and was on the statement road when I got a phone call from Rose. I was about, basically, it was about 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes away from him when Rosalina had rang me and says, Margaret, he won't wake up. I can't get him to wake up. Oh, dear. You know? So I said, put the phone to he's there. You know, Dave, I'm almost here. I'll be there in a minute. Please wake up. He idolized all his brothers, but especially the youngest, Anthony. Yeah. He's eight years old. 
And I said, Anthony, when me and he's waiting to see you, please did So I was pleading with him to wake up. So I said to Rosalina, hang up the phone and ring an ambulance immediately. So she did. And just as I arrived to where he was, the ambulance was, had just came in. It was just then before me. Hmm. So um, I said, Margaret, don't panic, relax, calm down, and, you know, keep yourself together. So um, I went to the door of the caravan, and I looked in. There was two paramedics in there. Hmm. And I just knew. I just knew something was drastically wrong. Yeah. They brought David out. They put him into the ambulance. Had had he come round? Had he woken up? No. 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 So the paramedics were asking me his medical history. I was given it. They said we just can't figure out what the problem is here. We don't know. It seemed like they were forever in the ambulance. The paramedics were lovely. And one guy got out to me, the paramedic, and he says to me, Margaret, we need to call an advanced paramedic because we just can't figure out what the problem is. Okay. He said, will you um, make your way to Limerick Hospital and we'll follow you. So I drove out. The ambulance passed me out and indicated to the side of the road. So then I pulled into the advanced paramedic at him. So I went to the back door of the ambulance and I says, please come in. He says, Margaret, I'm sorry, but we cannot let you in. We're working on Davis and we, we need to find out what the problem is. So I respected your wishes, PJ, as much as how it was killing me. But I needed to let these guys do their job too. Yeah. So I went back at the advanced paramedic to the hand. We're going to bring him to uh, straight to Limerick. I'm sorry. And I said, is he going to be okay? I was really upset. And he, the paramedic said, I don't know. But we're doing all we can. They brought him in the back door of the hospital and into um, the triage. And I wasn't allowed in there either. So the doctor eventually come out to me and says, um, we're going to send them straight up, he said, to um, a dead secure unit. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. And um, we'll be around later to speak to you. Yeah. So you brought him up straight to intensive care. Obviously, I brought it up straight up myself and his wife, Rosalina. <laughs> So we waited, we waited outside for a while, and um, we went back in, and um, they had to do brain scans and body scans and you name it, everything. And then they had to wait for bloods and stuff to come back. I can't even remember right now, Peter. Was it that night or was it the following? I think it was the following morning. That um, it actually was the following morning. The doctor had... Um, said to myself, he says, I'm married, and if you can get your ex-husband, David's dad, and his brothers, and herself, and um, we would like to, you know, we'd like to speak to you. So then I really start to panic. So then PJ, um, the dad wasn't there at this stage. Rosalina's parents were there, and my own parents had came to to one time as well. And I was like, he's only 19, I mean, come on. He was our life support at this stage, but I didn't know that either. He says, Margaret, look, we brought him down for some scans, and um, there's no activity from his brain. No. Oh, God. Just absolutely no activity. So I said, um, oh, what are you saying here to me? And he said, um, Dave is branded. And that was, I just, I just, I couldn't believe it. It was like, it was surreal. It was like I was in this movie, watching all this going on. And I couldn't believe that it was actually happening, that it was real. So, um, can I said, you're not pulling out no plugs. It's not happening. I was starting to get angry then. You just came in here yesterday, and you're telling me that my child is brain dead, and you're not pulling out plugs. It's just not happening. So he said, um, Margaret, we done. Um, we're going to have to do one more test, but we know. Like, we're telling you now. That it's not going to be good news. So then, Sam, I'm sorry. It's okay. And then at 20 to 6 that evening, myself and my mother was in the room, and, and his brother, Christopher. And I can't remember who else was there. I, I honestly can't remember who else. Um, and 
my mother was one side holding his hand and I was the other side holding his hand and, and I was telling him that David look I love you so much and you were my entire world I know you should never have favourites bitch with kids you should never have favourites but there's something special about your firstborn yeah so this was that we believe in 20 to quarter to 6 he lasted 9 minutes so that's how strong his heart was you know yes 9 minutes and then he left us Devastation is not even the word to use. It's no. not. No, I don't. It is a word more than that. I don't think a word has been invented for it. You know? Yeah. No parent should ever have to bury their child. He was only six weeks married. Oh, that's, that's awful. How is, how is Rosalina? Heartbroken beyond belief more than devastated you can't put words on that you've got to rebuild your lives and you don't even know where to start when when Christopher got in touch with us Margaret he mentioned an artist called Silky that's right Peter he was um he loved music and he is still um you know, he was into a lot of singers, like he listened to quite old fashioned singers too, like country western singers. Yeah. But Silky, like he was big time really, really, really into his music. Yeah. And it was always, you know, even you know, in the travel community there the rate of suicides is the highest in the whole world. So we have seen a lot of young unfortunately a lot of young kids through the years yeah and even apart from suicides a lot of young children die die and I think Silky has a big following in your community that's right yeah David adored him every day and you know he would do my head with this music <laughs> and I'd be like turn it down just turn it down like, you know <laughs> This wouldn't be my music at all. It's it's noisy stuff, but it's 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 got a rhythm to it. And I know that Christopher has an idea that he wants us to try and help get a message to Silky. Please, Peter, because he would love that so much. He's very active on social media, Instagram, and TikTok, and. You'd like you'd like him to do something. Just even put a couple of words in a song from something, you know, mention his name in a song or something. It would just be, it would mean. Well, the first thing that can be done is a message can be got to him anyway. I know people people listening can go on Silky's social media, and you have a hashtag song for David. And I think having listened to your story today, a lot of people would feel there's, there's no harm in asking. Please, Peter, if you could do that. Margaret, 
you've you've been extraordinarily brave in telling David's story to me today. All that we can do is put it out there that David was a huge fan of Silky and if a message could be got to the chap, like you said, a few words in David's memory would mean so much to the family. All we can do is try and get a message to him. How would that be for a start? Thank you so much, PJ. I would really appreciate that. Before I let you go, are you all right now? Oh, I don't think I'm ever going to be all right again. Have you got somebody with you right now? I am. Um, I have a friend in here. Okay. Okay. And I wouldn't have been able to get through all of this without her. Okay. Okay. The staff of Fidel House, my key worker, all of them was just too many to mention. Okay. All of the ladies has been brilliant. I couldn't speak highly enough of them. Well, I hope that they'll take good care of you at this difficult time. Margaret, all I can do is wish you wish you the best. I won't say wish you well. It'll be a long time before you'll be well. But I wish you the best. And we'll think of David today. Thank you, Peter. Thank you so much. Thanks, Margaret. Oh, what do you what do you say? That's a parent's worst nightmare. Her her nineteen year old son, tall, strapping lad, fiercely loved by herself and his brothers. Nineteen years of age, his new wife of six weeks is a widow. Ah. You don't know where to start. We're not going to promise anything, but this chap, Silky, actually had a gig in Ireland at some stage across the summer. His real name is Solomon Rose. He's a producer and DJ from Hammersmith in London, and he's hugely popular. So what we can do is, and you can help us with this, you can help us, but if you know of Silky, if you follow Silky's music, if you know anyone in your family who follows Silky's tunes... Drop him through social media, drop him a message. Um, put a, a TikTok message into him, Instagram, wherever he's selling his wares. And uh, use the hashtag. There's a hashtag, a song for David. If you could get that going, a song for David. Let's see if we can get a message. We are sending emails and we're tweeting and contacting music promoters and anybody we can get our reach out to in the business just to see if we can draw his attention to this for Margaret and her family and we're going to work on this behind the scenes and see what if anything can be done um, that's kind of why the family came to us to see could we could we help so the only promise I made to Margaret and to Christopher, her, her son, who got in touch with us first, is we will try. Do you know anybody, by the way, connected with Silky, who might be able to help us? Uh, you can drop us an email or a text, the email opinion at 96fm.ie, uh, the text 0833969696. See if we can track him down, get a message to him on behalf of David's family. Corks 96 FM.